Howdy folks, welcome to Did You Pack Snacks? My name is Colin. I'm Meg. And this is a family travel podcast, but this is a special one because we're coming to you live from our hotel floor in Bali. We've completely gone rogue. I mean, our podcast setup is pretty minimal to begin with com- compared to everyone else. It used to be our guest bedroom. Right, but now we're sitting on soft memory foam pillows. That I requested from room service. So we're on the floor and we're holding our mics for the first time ever. Wow. We're just, we're, this is commitment. This is, because com- guess what? Guess what? In about four hours, we're about to go on a two-day journey back to South Carolina. But you know what? Instead of packing, you know, stressing out, we're just going to record a podcast. Yeah, we're just going to record a podcast. Our kids are sitting in front of us watching shows on their iPad, which I do have to share this story. What? Yesterday, we were talking about life. 2024 has just some potentially big changes for us. Ooh. We're, we're, we're talking about this in front of our kids. And both of them go, don't change your job. Charlotte's like, I love your job. We get to travel. We get to go on adventures. We get to go on RVs. On, we get to go on RVs. Liv says, don't change your job. I love when you record podcasts and I get to watch a show. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was just so cute. Perks but of the job. Perks, perks of the job. Perks of the job. Okay, so let's tell people what this episode's going to be about. Okay, if you are new here, this is a family travel podcast where we chat all things high, all things low, all the long miles in between, and the long miles in between is happening from Malaysia this week. Uh, It's the Beginner's Guide to Malaysia. We're going to chat all things where to go, what to eat, what it's like, is it hot? Does it even get cold here? What do they eat? Like, how do you get around? Why do people come here? Why? Because there are a lot of people that come here. You get on a plane and there's half locals and then half people from everywhere speaking all kinds of languages. You go to a mall, you see the whole world. United Nations over here. And so we're going to talk all things Malaysia. uh, But first, we want to just kind of recap this crazy week that we've had. Yeah, the last time we talked to you guys, we were in Penang. I remember we recorded the last podcast at an Airbnb there. Mm -hmm. And since then, we left Penang. We headed to Kuala Lumpur to spend time with family. Colin's mom is working there. And so we had to head to the city. So we spent a few days in KL. I have the hardest family to visit. Yeah, you'd think that if we came all the way here, everyone would just... Be in the same place at the same time. You would think after traveling 36 hours, y'all would just be at the airport waiting. No, 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 no. We kind of did a tour of Malaysia to make sure that we got to see everyone. Um, So yeah, we spent a couple days in KL. And then to start our journey home, because our initial tickets were round trip, right? Right. From Bali. So we had to get back to Bali. So that's actually where we are now. And then later today, we start our very long journey very long. I mean, we're talking a four-hour flight to Hong Kong. A six-hour layover. A six-hour layover. Then we're talking about 15, 16-hour flight to New York City. I like how you say 15, 16. Because it's just 16. It's going to be. Yeah, it's 16. I'm hoping the, the pilot gets on. He's like, wow, we've got some great weather patterns up in the sky today. We're <laughs> the wind's really it. blowing. We're going to be there in 15 hours or 14.59 would yeah. feel so nice. Anyway, 16-hour flight to New York City. Then we have some kind of layover. Yeah. How a few, long? like three hours. Okay, not bad. Just to, just to walk around. Then we fly to Atlanta, and then we've got to pick up our car and 
get two hours to our house. Yeah. And somehow in that moment, I have to figure out how to get groceries because we've got absolutely nothing there. We'll do it online. But we're going to make it happen. We're going to be in the States. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it. But mainly, I'm the most excited because this could be TMI, but we have nothing clean left. Oh, gosh. Like clothes-wise. Oh, gosh. Even when I'm looking at my clothes just now, like what I'm committing to wear for the next two days until we get home, it's just like I'm choosing from from dirty to and really dirty. <laughs> And, and I just, I feel like I'm just committing to feeling that, that way for a long time. And I'm a little bit sad about it. Which is why I bought a hat. I'm like, I just want to like put on a hat and oh, I yeah. just, I'm, I'm in rogue mode. I'm dirty. Don't talk to Don't me. Don't talk to me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we've got that ahead of us. A big journey home. But we were reflecting last night with the girls at dinner just about how fun this month has been. We've been gone for almost a month, which is a long amount of time when you're, when you have a normal life you know, we don't do this full time anymore. And so I, we were just reflecting with the kids about memories that they've loved from this month. And I don't know, you know, I think from the outside looking in, yes, the destinations are a huge perk. I love getting to see new places. But I think the thing that I always feel sad about ending is this like kind of this see this moment with our kids where we're just kind of functioning as this tiny little unit away from like any distractions we've got inside jokes we're sleeping in hotel we're sharing hotel beds like it just feels like this this little speck going around this blue globe yeah we're the speck is that what you're about to say well just kind of (laughs) like kind of more that we're just kind of we have this moment away from distractions like it's very intentional it's like summer camp quality time it's like summer camp yeah but with our family yeah and i guess the highlights for me too is just like yes bali's cool yes hong kong is cool uh, but it was like my kids are friends with my brother yeah they have you nicknames know? yeah yeah my, we've never called my brother jj now his name is jj yeah uh you know my they have time with my parents swimming in the pool going to uh, all the random places the food that we shared together we went to like a big event with colin's entire family and we all wore matching mukri t-shirts yeah i mean just things like that that if you have family far away from you you know that those moments are just really extra like, special yeah like that's part of why we travel Mm -hmm. so yeah it's been good it's been good um shall we get to it let's get to it the old malaysia i was born and raised here for 19 years before i moved to america so what i'm about to say is you know maybe very accurate but also (laughs) not to brag uh but Yes, 19 years. Don't ask me anything about politics, though, because I did not become an adult in Malaysia. That's true. I, I even asked him, like, when I try to ask him adult questions, like, what's, what's the it like? economy? What's it like buying a house? What, you know, what kind of things do you have to pay to the government, taxes, any of that stuff? He's like, I have no idea. Yeah. I learned how to drive a car here. Yeah. And then I left. So for all you ex like looking expats looking to stay in Malaysia. This is a like I said a beginner's guide. I'm not going to tell you about the economics, not going to tell you about the my second home visa and the updates and the government. Um no, this is just the fun stuff, okay? Go somewhere else for that. Uh but yeah, we're going to talk about where should we start? Where should we start? Well, let's just say in general, you know, where people generally come to visit. 
Okay. Because Malaysia, there's mainland Malaysia, and then there's the island of Borneo, which is actually where you live. You make it sound like Borneo is like the second tier. It. Let me tell you this. No, it's, it's not the second tier. It's just, I, I say it that way. Maybe there's this part of me that's like, Ugh, he lives in the inconvenient part because <laughs> you travel for like 27 hours well, and you finally get to Malaysia and you go through customs and then you have to get on another three hour flight. Everything good and exotic is has to have a little bit of inconvenience, which makes it special. There's a so journey. there's peninsular Malaysia that's attached to like all the other countries, boring. And then, but if you fly two and a half hours, two hours and 45 minutes away, you will be in like Borneo, where like the third largest island on the world in the world. There's orangutans, there's rhinoceros, hornbills, the longest river in Borneo. All this cool, cool Pygmy stuff. Pygmy elephants. Pygmy elephants. I mean, come on, wild elephants just crossing the highway. I mean, this is where I grew up. But we were gonna tell you all the kind of popular hot spots around Malaysia. So I've kind of sold. East Malaysia, that's Sabah, where I'm from. There's another state as well called Sarawak. And there's a federal territory called Labuan. But we're not going to go into all of that. East Malaysia basically is um, if you are a nature lover, that's where people go. That's why people go. You know, they hear Borneo and they picture Judy Dench walking around Borneo meeting in Orangutan. They picture like Prince William and Kate coming down on a chopper, going to a luxury resort in the thick jungles of Borneo that are older than the Amazon. And so um, that's the vibe. Or you are going to these like spectacular diving spots. My brother is actually a dive master in a uh, homestay on an island. Shout out the to coast. Big John Scuba. Hey. Ask for Roy. <laughs> shout out to roy the best dive master on the eastern side of borneo uh but yeah people go for just like amazing diving uh, if you ever heard of pulau sipadan uh, pulau means island sipadan was once the world's number two diving spot or i don't know who ever, number one is or if you've ever seen those overwater bungalows on like this crystal teal blue water and you, it's just this entire resort on the water, not attached to land at all. Yeah. That's there. Have you ever heard, an, uh, this is an audio podcast version of a TikTok. Ready? I'm going <laughs> to picture overwater bungalows. And then it says, this is not Maldives. It's Borneo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there you have it. I mean, there are a lot of beautiful things to see. And I will, I don't want to throw it back to all of our experiences because we're just giving an overview. But when we came about two years ago, we went on like a whole tour of Saba. Yeah. We, we did the whole island with the kids. We have a YouTube video about that. You can watch our entire like experience on YouTube. But one of the things that we got to do that the girls still reference is we were staying in a jungle resort. Yeah. Yeah. That's one way to put it. I kept looking at Colin like, that's right, right? That's yeah, yeah, how you yeah. go. It was on the river. So we were doing like a jungle cruise wildlife adventure thing. 
and we got up and we saw all kinds of wildlife from the boat but the real thing that we wanted to see were these pygmy elephants and you can't guarantee wildlife right that's why it's so cool when you actually see it because Mm. it's all up to chance so we're going on this boat ride and everything just worked out just in the right way because there was a couple that left that morning so it was you know there were less of us on the boat so the gas was able to go farther i just remember that he was saying like all of these things worked out and then i kind of was pressuring our guide like Hey, I'd really love to see elephants. But then our guides really wanted he to see like, them too. He was like, "I really—it's been a while since I've seen them too." And then we met their buddy, a fisherman, and the fisherman saw the elephants right before, and so everything just worked it out. It worked out, and we ended up pulling over to this small riverside village. The girls don't even have shoes; they're sitting on our shoulders, and we walk within like twenty feet, right, of this herd of pygmy elephants. Which now, when I say that out loud, that was way too close. We were no, way it too, no, it wasn't. But it, there were trees in between us. Anyway, it was the most unreal experience of my life. These are the smallest elephants in the world, but they're still huge. Yeah. They're still huge. Yeah. And there was a baby, and we stood there for about 10 minutes getting to watch them. And then they started making a lot of noise, which the guy in the village was like, I think that means they, they want us to move. They're just thirsty. They want to get to the water. So, so we left. Anyway, that was like the ultimate Borneo experience to me because we got to see pygmy elephants in the wild and i just think that's like the magic that saba has to offer right are these animals still live freely yeah in in on this island it's amazing and you know we're gonna get into the cities in a bit but it's one of those places where no matter what demographic if you are a budget backpacker or if you are a luxury traveler in your 60s looking to see the world after a long career in finance i just made that up uh it works you can find accommodations for every budget it works both ways but i i do before we move on yeah there's one more thing about saba yeah i need you to tell people about what is (laughs) dawao okay i mean dawao is the hometown that i grew up in it's not necessarily the base of where people would begin their travels, but it is like sort of a gateway if you are going to the islands. What are you trying to get at here? I was just... I. <laughs> the climate's good, no. <laughs> good schools, good food. I was more alluding just to the fact that like you're kind of from like this small town that doesn't really have like so much going on. What are you talking about? Like, we just we, got a Starbucks. We, we go for the people. Yeah. I, was, I was kind of just making a joke. <laughs> we got a McDonald's three years ago. We got a Starbucks. I mean, it's happening. It is you happening. You can get decaf coffee in Malaysia. They've got the best fried bananas in the world. We got all kinds of good food, y'all. Come to Tawa. Best people, definitely. And Colin will be your tour guide. Not pretty on the eyes, but, <laughs> but, but warm on your heart. Yeah. All right, moving on. Other hot spots in Malaysia. People go to are the Pulau Langkawi. We haven't been before, but it is the, I would say it's one of the biggest islands that people go to for like a island destination. <laughs> it's one of the biggest islands you go to for an island destination. Mm. Believe that. I'll believe it. Um, and Sounds so legit. That's where all your luxury resorts are. Um, it's kind of like if you want that, you know, Thai island experience. This is the Malaysian version of Langkawi. Uh, we got to go to do that next time. All right. Um, but other than that, people also go to Penang. And Penang is cool. I've I've always thought it was cool. And then I was like, let me take Megan there this time. She's never been. That's where my mom is from. And so we used to go all the time. 
And in my mind, I was like, please like this place. Please like this place. And about two days in, she goes randomly on, on the car ride. She goes, hmm, I like Penang. <laughs> <laughs> And I could not be happier. Why, I, do, you, why, why did, do you like Penang? Well, wait, why did you want me to like it so bad? Because it's a special place to me. Aww. And like, it's like my second hometown. Yeah. And so I know how you feel about my main hometown. <laughs> And I kind of wanted you to just like something else. Well, okay. I love the people in Tao. Let's just get that straight. Yeah. I'm very thankful every time we go to see your family. Um, Penang, I would say I, I like it because it was clean. There were, it was like, it was just well kept. So you just felt like, okay, people really like living here. You got that vibe. It was a city, but it's not like KL. It's not like you get into the city and you have no idea where you're going. It felt like after a few days, I kind of knew the route. I knew where we were. I knew how far it would be to get to where we were going. Um, they have this cute little, like little India in the city that was so fun that we got to walk through and eat Indian food. It's located in like Georgetown, which is the main town area, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It was beautiful. The whole town is. It just, everything felt unique. And then the whole city is like on the water. And so you have that beach vibe um, that we don't really get or we hadn't really gotten in the other places we stayed this time. Yeah. And so you just get that like, I don't know. It just felt like there was a lot going on. And then Penang is known for having incredible food. And so there were all these like really trendy, fun food halls that you kind of go to and they're open air. I wish that we had these in America because it would be so much fun, but they're just literal little tiny food stalls, like 15 in a row. And then you have a bunch of seats in the middle. And so we would sit down and everyone in your family can order from a different stall. And then food's brought to your table. And it's like everybody's happy. You get to try different foods. It's such an Asian thing. It's so diplomatic. Everyone wins. Everyone gets what they want. We're all happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It kind of, to me, felt just like that trendy beach town i feel like it's a place in malaysia correct me if i'm wrong that like a lot of backpackers would probably go to yeah because you have like a lot of you have the beach you have the culture you have the city you have the food it kind of hits like all of the things yeah that you're looking for when you're planning a vacation but then i also saw once we were there that there were a lot of non-malaysians there A lot. I, I was gonna say Western people, but they're not all Western. They're like from Australia. They're from Europe. Like Western there were just, civilizations. Okay, <laughs> there were a lot of Western civilizations. No, that sounds weird. Okay, what do you what do you call uh, these people? Visitors. <laughs> I don't know. I, I well, would just in, call them in, white people, which I don't know if well, that's very PC. Well, in Malaysia, we'll call them Guilao. Okay. I don't know if that's still PC either. Oh gosh. But you know, tourists. Tourists. Why did it take so long to find that we're word? Tourists. Oh my word! Yeah, we're tourists. Uh, But there were a lot of tourists there too, and so I just felt like I don't know. It felt fun, and I also heard that they have like a lot of um, expats that choose to live there full time. They have a great international school. Lots of international. Schools. All of these things were just ticking because we've talked about in the future like what it would look like if we spent two months in Malaysia. You know, we really want the girls to grow up having memories there, being close with their family. And when I always imagine that, like this time we've been traveling for a month, but we only spent about two weeks in Malaysia. Right. Um, and so when I think about two months worth of time, it's hard for me to imagine doing that um, in other places that in we visited. In a town or like a big city. Yeah. But Penang just hit the spot. It It's a great like, place. Yeah, it felt like we could, we could hang there. All right. Besides Penang, there's also, of course, 
we cannot not mention Kuala Lumpur. There are other island spots. Just quick honorable mentions. There's Pulau Perhentian. There is uh, different islands uh, on the east coast of West Malaysia. People also go to Johor a lot because it's right next to Singapore. There's Legoland. You could stay in Johor and take day trips back and forth to into Singapore every single day to save a lot of money. People do that as well. Um, and so, but KL, KL, Kuala Lumpur, 99% of the time, that's probably where you're going to end up when you get to Malaysia. That's your first impression. You're going to see lots of oil palm on the flight. You're going to look down and it's just oil palm. And then when you get down, it's, uh, it's a huge airport. Of course, it's covered in a mall. And that's what KL it's is. It's a great airport. It's oh, a great airport. Yeah. And, but that's what KL is. You drive into the city, 45 minutes later, you're surrounded by the world's tallest second, the world's second tallest building. Mm-hmm. A bunch of, and, and, and the world's fifth or sixth tallest building, the Twin Towers. And then at one point, the KL Tower was also on that list. And lots so, of tall buildings. Lots of skyscrapers. Every business has its own tower. It's kind of like a n- mini New York vibe. Um, you'll see trains going above your head, subway going underneath your feet, hawkers, but then also like every single food chain in the world, like, it's a tradition now. We go to Chili's. <laughs> it's yeah. not great. I was going to say. I'm not saying that you should go to Chili's, but somehow it's been, we've done that two times now. Each time we go to the Twin Towers, we go eat at Chili's. We come back and it's like not great. But you know what? We made memories. And that's what Chili's is about. This is not an ad. This is, I repeat, this is not an ad. But yeah, KL is like, you want to just be there for like two days to get what you need. If you forgot something or if you're like, man, my camera broke, then you can go to this uh, Plaza Lauya to get a new camera. Oh, man, I left my scuba gear back in Australia. You can get your scuba gear in KL. So like everything is there. You know, I would just see it as like, oh, I just need two days of like to get what I need, to, get, to get strong Wi-Fi. Or to get, like, adjusted to the time difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I could see flying across the world, getting to KL, and spending two nights there so that when you actually start your adventure in Penang, in Borneo, in the islands, that you are feeling like your yeah. best self. Yeah, and and all, all you people that live in KL, you don't hate me. You know you know this. There's just, there's just a lot of malls. There's a lot of food. You know, if you are a foodie, I would say, yeah, there's some spots in KL. Can you tell that that we're like not city people? Because you're basically just describing a city. I know. There's a lot of malls (laughs) and a lot of food. But you you know what? I love malls. It's not necessarily a bad thing. No, I love malls. And I love like all all the stuff. But I would say I hit my threshold at like two or three days. Yeah. Once I had my fill, I want something more like authentic. And you know go somewhere else in malaysia okay so you've mentioned it a few times Mm -hmm. but let's do a little bit of a deep dive on what people should eat when they come here and you can separate it by region or you can just give like a running list of what people need to try when they visit malaysia the bad news is you're not going to be able to try them all because there's just so like so much food Mm. so much variety i would say like a good place to start is find a food court. Like when you're in the airport, when you're at a mall, when you're in a neighborhood, find the word is food court. 
like th- like it comes off of Malaysian's lips w- at least twice a day. Where's the food court? Where which food court are we going to? But like that is how you get your education. You will see tons of Chinese stalls. You will see Indian stalls, and then you will see Malay stalls. So those three combined, those are the main food groups of Malaysia. It's not carbohydrates, proteins, whatever. They're also the main people groups in Malaysia. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, yes. Uh, but yeah, main food groups. You know, I would eat wonton me which is uh noodles and wontons for breakfast and then for lunch i'm like oh let's go get indian food and we could go to a nasi kandar place and eat indian food or eat some roti with some dal and then or that could be an afternoon snacks pretty good and then for dinner we could go to a malay restaurant and eat all kinds of curries and or sometimes i switch it up and I have Malay for breakfast. I eat nasi lemak, which is rice with some anchovies and some chilies and an egg and a, fry, and a piece of fried chicken. Uh, and so I will do that for breakfast. And then I would do Chinese for like lunch and dinner where I would eat out at like a, a Chinese restaurant with a lazy Susan, ordered a bunch of dishes. Or I'll go get some dumplings, go get some roast pork. I mean, it's just endless. Like food is just endless. It's just great. And it's just what everyone does together. Like I would say at least Mm. like your immediate family, I can't speak for the entire country, Yeah. but it's very affordable to eat out at local restaurants, not these international restaurants that come come here. (laughs) Um, But if you're eating local food, then it's it's pretty affordable. And so kind of the pattern and the vibe is that you just eat out for every meal, including breakfast. Not once that we eat at home, y'all. And, yeah. and that's just kind of the style of even like Southeast Asia, Yeah, I think. You know, that friends just, in Thailand do the same thing. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot cheaper, a lot more convenient, you know? Yeah, but I also think that it kind of brings people together, not just at dinner time, because you're constantly having that conversation. Everybody eats three times a day, so you just get to jump into those meals with the people that you love, with your family, with your friends. And so it just always feels like you're hanging out. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you're you're sharing a meal with people that you love three times a day, sometimes four because you need to get coffee or tea and oh, a snack. And Malaysians are like hobbits. We eat all the time. Even if it's 11 o'clock at night, you'll go eat anyways because you're just hanging out. It's Malaysia's number one hobby. Eating. So the word I'm going to teach you is makan, which means eat. So use it multiple ways. Makan, 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 makan. Or makan. Uh, and all those apply and you'll be good to go. You'll have a lot. Other quick things to kind of hit is, which I think is necessary, is climate. There's one climate. There's a hot season and a rainy season. That's two. Okay, there's two climates. <laughs> um, and then, uh, but when do those actually happen? Yes, there are months where it rains more, like towards the end of the year, near Christmas time. And then there are hotter months. But I would just say it all kind of fits in this range where like you're wearing t-shirts and shorts. You know what I'm saying? Like even if it rains a lot, like people just kind of embrace it or you're in the mall anyways. Yeah. And if it's really hot, you're in the mall, you're in the car, you're cranking up that AC, you're getting cold drinks. I will say though that our experience in the month of November felt more mild than the last time we came in May. Yeah, I think May this is a shoulder like, season. Yeah, May felt super hot. Right. And it felt less hot. 
Right, you're right. In last time we came in May, you just didn't want to do anything until four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, but now it felt like a manageable hot. Right. How many times can we say hot? hot. <laughs> uh, so that's the overall climate, and, and then money-wise, uh, currently I'll just compare it to the U.S. dollar, but it's four point eight ringgit. That's local currency, four point eight ringgit to a dollar, and so it it goes a long way. It does go a long way. Um, and that's all I have to say about it. <laughs> well, yeah. It well, goes what, a long way. Well, once you get here, it can be an affordable place depending on, you know, what your currency is. But yes. if you're coming from the U.S. like us, it can be very affordable to eat and stay. Right. Again, if you're eating local food and not staying in like crazy hotel chains or yeah. stay in the crazy hotel chains, but use points and miles like Colin Mukri and get 11 nights in Asia for free. That's right. Maybe even more. Maybe even more. Um, yes. And I cannot mention the infrastructure enough. Like you can take, we don't have Ubers here. A lot of Asian countries use Grab. So make sure you download Grab um, and you can grab any anywhere anywhere you can get on trains you can get on subways like i said uh and then everywhere in malaysia is just a short flight away and also very affordable thanks to low-cost airlines like air asia uh, we do have malaysian airlines but it is like losing the battle it has been losing the battle to air asia for many many years um so yeah and guess what on air asia you can also eat like you walk in into no other airline, <laughs> no other airline where you walk into a flight, you put on your seatbelts, and then boom, it's a food court, <laughs> you know, yeah. selling all kinds of different food. And so it's fun. It's a good place to go. It's a good introduction to Asia if you've never been. It's a little more on the tamer side, like traffic's not wild. Uh, and the pace is not crazy. It's not as intense as like uh, India would be, I would say. Yeah. Or like uh, Vietnam would be, like a punch to your face. But Malaysia is kind of like, all right, Asia. And even though there are places here like Borneo that are crazy remote and you're literally in the jungles, in our experience, any of the places that tourists travel, even places that tourists don't travel, everyone speaks English. I mean, Ooh, that's just like point. a growing... Like, maybe it's been a necessity for people in the tourist industry to learn English. Yeah. But I'll say that, you know, I have the benefit of often defaulting to Colin if I want something explained in Malay. And I get so mad. I'm like, everyone speaks English. Just yeah. talk. But, um, but yeah, I have that benefit of having letting Colin lead in that area. But if he wasn't here, I still feel like you could navigate the country in great i mean everybody speaks yeah. english regardless of where you end up i mean all the kids under eight are speaking english in american accents thanks to blippy and miss rachel so yeah so yeah. there's <laughs> there that there's that um anyway easy country to go to i hope this has been a good beginner's guide for you i hope this kind of piques your interest like okay maybe i can base in, in malaysia and then travel to bali and then travel to thailand uh, just another fun stop to add to your list. It's a great country. I love my home country of Malaysia. Uh, but that's all the time we have for you. Yeah, that's it. Thanks. Uh, wish us luck. If you're listening to this, we're probably already in route or maybe we'll even be home depending on when you tune in. But let's be real. Yeah. We're going to upload this when we get to our house with good internet. No. No? No. We're going to try. We're going to try. Watch us try. Watch us try. Anyway, but circle back for next week. 
for another episode of Digipack Snacks. We will see you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.